We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> nice. Bert Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win. It's good. Pokashevsky, catch, fire, three, and that is good. For the lead, Gilgis Alexander got it. The Thunder lead by one. All right. I think we can go ahead and get started. Anyways, I'm your host tonight. I'm Kame Amarabian. I've usually been with the guys on Sundays, but I'm doing my first post game of the year. So it's been a minute. It's been too long. It feels like just way, way, way too long. The Mavs beat OKC 127 to 106. And, you know, I mean, the game was got, it got, it got pretty close in the first half. Uh, and you saw Svee really played pretty well in the first half and you saw others play pretty well in the first half and it was just really really intriguing uh the game was tied at one point it was pretty close heading into half i believe and then okay see kind of like in the second half really the third quarter really just falls off from there uh we can't look at the game right now because we had some interesting contract news drop today about moses brown so Moses Brown has a four-year contract with OKC at $6.8 million over four years. The years two and three are non-guaranteed, and the fourth year is actually a team option. I mean, and you combine that with the other contracts that OKC currently has, right? You have Lou Dort at $5.4 million over three years, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2023 and so you get him at a bargain less than two million a year and kenrich williams he's also there six million over three years and he's also after this year having team options so okc has some really really nice value guys and some pretty small contracts and that's really cool and everything but it may be an issue in the future when you kind of start considering 
uh, meeting that salary cap floor. So OKC is very likely to hold on to massive, really, really, really bad contracts. And so, I mean, I guess we're here for that. That's part of the tinking experience. So it might be also a reason to keep Al Horford. But of course, Sam Presti came out and said, you know what? They're going to trade him. So I imagine OKC is going to ask for those massive contracts that people still have left over from 2016, 2017. And they'll take those big contracts for picks and maybe second rounders and some trade exceptions. Uh, I think Silver just, yeah, Silver just mentioned for picks. So yeah, it's pretty intriguing how that goes. It's such a big, big value for this OKC squad. I'm very curious what happens over the next few years. Now, during the game, I posted a poll. And I asked you guys what you who you thought would be with the team more long term between Kenrich and Isaiah Roby, who looks like a cabbage patch doll. Go look at the Twitter. Go look at the picture. It's like a carbon copy. It's freaking weird. And the majority of people actually said Kenrich Williams, and I think it's really intriguing. Uh, Isaiah Roby's playing out of position sometimes. Uh, sometimes he's playing the five, which he's just too small for. He's more of a stretch four, but can handle and play D kind of like on, on threes. So he's kind of like a three, four guy. And it's really, really interesting. Uh, Kenner Williams is kind of a jack of all trades sort of guy. He, uh, you know, he's, he, he can drop 20 just by shooting from the corners from threes. If he just has a wide open, great game, but you know, he just, he doesn't do one thing. Great. He looks like he has new legs and new everything uh like every time he touches the floor his legs are kind of all over the place kind of crazy everywhere and uh but he gets the job done and you really really like that about him and you really like that about the bench i mean if you were to look at the bench earlier in the game the bench was outscoring the starters and the starters were they were playing all right you know uh but the bench comes in and that's what got them tied with the mavs and of course, Poku, I mean, I'm here for the Poku talk, but the reason why OKC lost, I mean, they were competitive through the majority of this game, about two and a half quarters. Uh, then you start to see OKC really fall back. Uh, Dallas beat OKC in the amount of assists. They almost doubled them up. OKC had 17 assists to Dallas 30. Uh, steals are about even. I mean, Dallas had three more. OKC actually had more blocks. And of course, OKC is the younger team. So they uh, had 16 turnovers to Dallas's nine. And uh, so that's another th- reason why they lost. But at the same time, they're just so much younger. I mean, they're younger than several teams in college right now. I know they're a year younger, about a year younger than the Sooners starting five and Norman. I know they're younger than uh, some of the teams, the Houston team that played tonight in uh, that they're on their way to the final four with Kelvin Sampson. So they're just a very, very young team, and it's just really, really intriguing to see where they could end up. Uh, I don't know if Isaiah Roby or Kenrich Williams are on this team long-term at all, but it definitely feels like Roby will be here for a little bit longer than Kenrich Williams, but I don't think those guys are really the answer in the future. Now, you look at Poku and Teo Maladone, I think those are dudes are going to be around for a minute, and Poku actually had a pretty okay game. He was 8-17 of from the floor, but he started off really, really well. He had a lot of points going on. And at one point, I thought he was going to drop 30 because he had 21 points early in the third quarter. He finishes with 21 points, uh, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. You look at Teo, who dropped 22 just the other day. Teo finishes with a solid, you know, 14, 6-1, so not really getting those assist rates. And really, the game's highest assist leader is Ty Jerome, who had 11 points, three rebounds, and five assists. Ty Jerome continues to impress. 
Uh, he's not fast. He's not a big athlete, but he's definitely a really intriguing prospect. He's going to make the fundamental plays. He's not going to take too many risks. And that's a guy that you can really respect. And that's a guy that you can really uh, enjoy on this team. And so that's just really a good time uh, to have those guys with OKC. You're in this developmental period. You're literally not playing Shea. You're not playing Dort because of concussion protocol. You're not playing Baisley because his shoulder apparently has fallen off. Of course, Al has stepped out for the rest of the season. And uh, you've got, you know, George Hill, of course, is gone. So now you're with Poku, Roby, uh, you know, Moses Brown, Teo Maladon, and Svi Mihailuk, you know. And those are not the guys you expected to see. But, you know, it's just really interesting. I've got a speaker request from Ian, which let's go ahead, brother. Ian, how's life? Talk to me. Hey, I'm sorry about that. Hey, um, no, I, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. I kind of just popped in here, but you were talking about players who, you know, might be on there long term. And uh, I will say Moses Brown is really impressing me. He didn't have a great day um, today, but uh, the movement that that guy puts on the court and the effort is something else. I think you got something special in that guy. Yeah, I really like Moses. Uh, I mean, I, I, I fear that his feet are made of cinder blocks sometimes and that he's just a little bit slow on defense, but he seemingly is a force to be reckoned with on offense. He understands pick and roll coverages. He understands that he sinks backwards. He's also like 19 years old. Uh, and I, I like him as an offensive threat just to get rebounds after rebound after rebound. I'm really curious after he starts working on his body, what that looks like, you know, two years down the road in comparison to what he is doing right now. So that's a good point. I really like Moses Brown. I think he's got a lot to give and a lot to offer for this young squad. A hundred percent. If you guys ever want to trade him, let us know. We'll go ahead and take him hundred percent. Oh man. I think, I think we're good with the Pat and Roby stuff. That's treating OKC pretty well. seems like right now. <laughs> good to hear. And that's all I wanted to mention me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. But so tonight's the first night for, OKC with Tony Bradley, the next number 13 for OKC. Uh, kind of a big deal, right? Kind of. He was all right. Tony Bradley finishes with eight points. He gets five rebounds, but he started off really well. I think he started three from three, three from the floor. He looked pretty well. His, his arms are like way longer than his body. His wingspan is incredible. And so I, you got to really respect what Tony Bradley's bringing to OKC. You can tell that, you know, he's still not like with the team, of course. It makes sense, right? I mean, he, it's his first game with the team. He played relatively well. He had some really nice plays. He also had some boneheaded plays. Um, I think OKC's going to enjoy him. I don't know if he's going to start at center for OKC. I don't know if he's going to eventually be that starter that overtakes Moses Brown. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. But... I think it's really intriguing that what he could bring to the table. I think he could be an underrated athlete and all these other things. So we'll see. Now, Poku, you know, of course, like I said, he finished with 21. You know, it's a second 21, uh, 20 point game. Good for him. Uh, wonderful for him. My, my thoughts during the game were this What is he? It's me again. This time to talk to you about hosting your own podcast with our distributor, Blue Wire Pods. And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. So Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your own podcast to the actual next level. Or if you want to host a podcast, just don't know where to start, Hustle's the perfect place for you guys. 
So as a part of the program, you'll receive a personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, access to a community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks on basically how to podcast and do it well. And on top of that, we'll offer you... Uh, to get your own show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other listening platforms. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the best part is, you can get all this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for just the initial setup. So, if you're ready to do more than just listening to me, or us, talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance from the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com to join. Check out the description in the box in the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Like, is is he, what, what does OKC want him to be? And I'd love for you guys to start to me- talking about this in the chat, if you would, or start like putting comps out. Does OKC want Poku to be like a Giannis sort of guy? But it doesn't make sense because he already, someone has a jump shot. Does OKC want him to be like this kind of Kevin Durant situation? But they're just totally different players and with totally different edges. And so like, will he, and also will he play the three for the rest of his career? Or will he flip to the four once he puts on like 15, 20 pounds of muscle? I imagine he's going to put on 15, 20 pounds, likely. Kevin Durant put on a lot of weight. You just couldn't really tell. Giannis put on a lot of weight and you could really, really tell, especially in his definition with his shoulders and his, and his biceps. But yeah, I mean, you get yes, yes, Silver says go to Cattleman's seriously. If he's not living over there getting some steak, 
that he needs to do something else. Yeah, I see a lot of guys saying KD. I see Giannis, but with the jumper, which is basically kind of like KD, except Giannis is much better defensively. So I, I really don't know because I can't really compare Pokashevsky. I can't really compare him to anybody else. I don't really have this frame of reference to what he could do. Will says Giannis with some Porzingis in there. Yeah, I could I could see kind of like that that uh, kind of tall Euro guy that is good at you know, shooting jumpers once he gets his jumper fixed, by the way. The, holy crap, that thing is short. Have you guys ever noticed how Poku shoots the ball? It is just so flat, and it's straight from his chest. He's basically shot-putting that thing. I imagine his jump shot is going to look pretty different at the beginning of next season. And uh, I hope it doesn't mess with his stuff to, I really hope it doesn't mess with his jumper like Brandon Clark this season. Um, Because there's no way anybody should ever touch one of Poku's shots. He's just too tall. His release, if it's above his head, like everybody else, could be pretty impressive. And, you know, it's okay to say that OKC wants Pokushevsky to be Dirk. It's okay to say that. Now, do I think Poku will ever get to the size, like like how thick Dirk was? No. Will his hair ever be as beautiful? Probably not. Uh, but I really like OKC. And, and, and Clay says there's no no un- he's there's no uh, comp. He's our own unicorn, which I think is a pretty unique thing to say. You know, he is a really unique guy. He's a diff- definitely a different style of player that OKC has ever really had because even though like he's lanky, right? But he also knew he can dribble. He likes to play defense. Like he actually likes to play defense. Uh, And, and, you know, the last guy you can compare him to really is only Kevin Durant, but that's just because they're both tall, lanky and can shoot the ball. And that's about it. Like there's really no other thing you can use for that comparison. Uh, Kate's is probably not in the hair that we know of. Yeah. What if Poku next year comes out rocking like, a high fade or what if like, like, or like what comes out with that Tyler hero haircut? Would you guys still respect him? Would you guys still want him on this team? What could be the worst possible haircut for Poku? (laughs) Holy God. Oh my God. Yes. Silver says the mullet that would fit Oklahoma. Well, though, I think he's received Oklahoma pretty well. I think he enjoys Oklahoma. Maybe. I mean, like the only thing here to do for them is to play basketball, especially in a, in a COVID season. I want Shay to give him fashion advice. You guys, I'm starting to worry about Shay's, what he's wearing, because Russ was always the fashion king, right? You know, and he dropped out. He had a hell of a game in Washington tonight. Uh, Russ did. But Shay, he's taking it to the next level. Like, Shay is taking it to the next level of fashion to where I don't know if that's the direction he wants to go. But hey, man, like, it just be different, I suppose. But, and, and I mentioned this during the, and I also mentioned this during the broadcast, during the, during the game. I want you guys to comment some random things that you think OKC players would be good at. For example, Mitch McGarry, that dude freaking could unicycle and for some reason he had snakes and so like i don't understand that but like what if svima hyluk is a really 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 good skater or what if he's a really good scooter or what or what if 
Uh, Isaiah Roby is incredibly talented at making pottery. I've always wondered about random things these guys do. Kenny can probably sing very well. I dig that. Yeah, I bet he could. What would he sing? Would he surprise us with some Darius Rucker and like Hootie and the Blowfish, All I Want to Be With You? I bet he could belt it out. It's all in the shag, man. It's all in the shag. <laughs> the oldies? <laughs> like, Are you talking like Motown oldies? <laughs> That'd be incredible. Um, one of the things I also want to get to while you guys are typing that stuff in the, in, in the chat is... Another reason why the OKC second, you know, their second lineup, you know, Ty Jerome, you also saw it with Josh Hall, you saw it with um, when Moses Brown was still in there, and also when when Poku was in there too. It seems like they're really, really good at playing with each other, and you know, they're the G League bros. They were the ones that you know they went to the G League bubble, and they they all got very familiar with themselves and with each other and how they play. And so they already know how to play with each other. That la- that specific lineup knows how to play with each other. And they're really, really good at it. And like, they just have that. They just have all that kind of consistency of knowing where each other should be and having that team chemistry just by being in their own little bubble themselves. I imagine they're pretty tight. Um, they're a, little cl- a lot closer together to each other than the rest of the team. And I think that's really, really interesting. And I think that's like a one really big payoff of that G League bubble is that those guys went to the G League bubble. And Poku went in. Like, Poku went in because, remember, he went in and, like, everybody kind of like scared, like a little scared little hamster uh, from what we saw earlier this year about, you know, like, oh, really getting down on himself if he misses a shot, uh, really just messing up over here. And, like, he, he would he would see him hang his head and his shoulders, and he would, like, you saw him, like, punching the air when he went go down to the bench. And now he goes to the bubble, does some really fantastic things with Ty Jerome, does some really fantastic things with Moses Brown and, uh, and uh, Josh Hall. And now he gets over to the NBA once again and now he's just like filled with all this energy filled with all these positive vibes shooting uh you know shooter shoot forgetting you know that your last jump shot if you miss just a lot of cool things going on there and i really do appreciate that for the g league and for poking those guys going down there and developing that sort of chemistry so we're i'm gonna look at some of these i'm gonna look at some of these comments and see what other things you guys suggested that OKC players could probably do well uh, that are hidden talent. So Jorge says, Svi can solve a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, I, I bet he can. Svi Mihailuk, Svi him, solve a Rubik's Cube. I've been, I tried out some really bad puns. Like, now you Svi me, now you don't. That's all right. You know, that could be on a t- t-shirt if he actually starts making threes. And we get to talk about Svi. Oh my gosh. Is Svi Mihailuk, is he... What OKC wanted in the first trade with Detroit way back then when OKC got DJ Augustine and, and Kyle Singler is Svi the Kyle Singler that was promised to OKC that can make corner threes and actually do some moves off the dribble because to me, that's what it feels like right now. And it's just really odd to think about that. Uh, Colin Reed says Poku square dancing would be iconic. Do they make boots big enough? Like, I don't mean like big enough feet because there are lots of, you know, large footed cowboys and guys that just think they're cowboys uh, that drive massive trucks. But um, like, would, would, 
would, would regular boots look like Italian boots on Poku? Like his leg is so long. You know what I mean? Uh, Poku on a pogo stick. Yeah, that, 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 that would be some entertainment. Silver says Horford sells ice cream. What do you think his specialty in selling ice cream would be? Like, would he, would he be solid in like the Tweety Bird ice cream ones? Or would he be like the drumstick kind of guy with waffle cones? That's important. Will Hodges says, I can see Teo playing classical guitar. I could see that, Will. I like that. Uh, Kate says, Poku and Moses were top tier for entertainment. And uh, yeah, Svee, man. All day. Sveen it all day and Sveen it all night. And he was feeling himself tonight. Some of those moves, I mean, he blew it. He blew the freaking layup. But taking people off the dribble, kind of like, uh, like a step out, a sidestep, and getting to the rim is like just exactly what OKC had always wanted in Kyle Singler. And the good news is this, OKC is still paying for Kyle Singler. They're still paying like a, a million dollars a year, I think. So they've got Kyle Singler in their hearts, but also the better version of what OKC thought they were getting in Kyle Singler um, on the actual team. But that's all I've got for you guys tonight. But if you guys want to send in some speaker requests, I'm more than happy to have you guys join me. Um, like, or ask some questions. You know, I, I know you guys, I see the Mavs in here and you guys, but it was a definitely interesting game. Uh, the Mavs definitely over talenting the OKC Thunder. They should have won this game. I think any Mavs fan would lose their minds uh, if they're trying to make the playoffs, if they lost this game to OKC. Luka's too much to overcome. Kripstaff's too much to overcome for OKC. And, um, you know, that's a game that the Mavs should win, and that's a game that OKC should lose. But looking at the first, you know, games that OKC won, 19 of them, that's not always been the case. And so OKC, especially missing pretty much their entire starting lineup, should be losing here and that's what they do tonight they improve their draft position this evening do i think they'll ever catch the rockets no do i think they'll ever catch the minnesota timberwolves for some reason the timberwolves are just god awful um and so no they will not ever catch the timberwolves in being the bottom seed in the west but being at that 13th spot uh being right right ahead of those guys and now basically saying you know dort's brain is literally bruised his concussion shay with some sort of plantar fasciitis i think it's being played a little bit more than it should than it, than it really is but that's how the nature of these nba's uh injuries work um, you know, of course, Al Horford's done for the season. And so you're going to see a lot of development. And what's really nice about these games is that OKC comes in relatively with a low ceiling and a low floor of low expectations. And so the watching these games are just really, really simple and really, really easy and really fun. And so, uh, again, OKC loses this one to the Mavs, 127 to 106. OKC, I think, has another game in a couple of days against let me see i do i'm why well, do not know why i don't have this pulled up so they play the raptors wednesday a seven o'clock tip should be interesting the raptors are actually a pretty interesting team to look at and so thanks for letting me join with you guys uh thanks for letting me talk with you guys and i'll see you guys later Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. 
The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.